Good morning. My name is Joseph McMurray, and I'm on the teaching team here at Next Level Church. It's hard to believe that we are eight days away from Christmas 2023. Can you believe that? I just, I struggle to believe that 2023 has gone by as quickly as it has. There's no way in my mind that Christmas Eve is next Sunday. No way. I'm just blown away by how fast the year seems to have gone. So I guess as Christmas approaches within the next week or so, my question is, how are you feeling? Are you good? Are you ready? Have you, have you shopped? Have you, have you wrapped? <laughs> I'll be honest, if I didn't have Lisa McMurray running the Christmas show at the McMurray house, there would be no hope or joy or peace for us this Christmas. Listen, I'm 46 years old. I've been married 20 plus years with four kids trying to run my own business. I've reached the stage of life at which I'm just as surprised as the children when they open their gifts on Christmas morning. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. Knowing that all of the details of Christmas are handled helps me find peace in the midst of the holiday chaos. In a world that's filled with what we call hustle and bustle of the holidays, we often find ourselves yearning for a sense of peace that seems to be elusive. Today, as we gather together in the presence of God and and with each other to explore this timeless truth that Jesus alone provides the peace we need to navigate life. If you don't remember anything else that I say today, I want you to remember this this morning. If he is not our peace, then we will never know rest. I'll say that again. If he, that is Jesus, is not our peace, then we will never know rest. It's interesting to think about all of our hustling around and, and um, striving is really in pursuit of peace. If I could just make more money, then I could have some peace. If I could just be entertained or, or if I could just relax, then I could have some peace. If I could just get along with the people who seem to revolve in and out of my life, then I could have some peace. And really, these three ideas are examples of ways in which the world offers false promises of peace. So just quickly, I want to look at these three of the world's false promises of peace. The first is this pursuit of material wealth. There, there are many in our society, and dare I say many among us and, and even myself, who, who mistakenly believe that accumulating wealth and possessions will bring them peace or bring us peace. We strive for success, tirelessly amassing riches, only to find out that material abundance does not fill the void in our hearts. 
students and children might think, man, if I could just get that gift for Christmas, or, or moms and dads might think, man, if we could just go on that trip, or, or if we could just have X amount of dollars in the bank account. But the reality is no amount of money in the bank, no number of presents under the tree, no amount of stuff can fill the void in our hearts. This insatiable pursuit of wealth and and accumulation can actually lead to a perpetual cycle of discontent and restlessness. You've probably experienced this in your own life at some time. There's there's this this thing, this object that you just have to have and you do everything you can to to earn it and to to achieve it. And then once you have it, what happens? Mm, It didn't really satisfy. So now I've got to find the next thing to fulfill me. In this season of giving, the world often believes that accumulating wealth will bring lasting peace. And the desire for abundance and, and, and having things can be heightened during the holidays. Yet as we exchange gifts and, and, and um, ex- embrace the, the spirit of generosity, I want to encourage you and me. Remember that the true gift of peace comes not from what's under the tree, but from the one who went to the tree, who went to the cross on our behalf in order to to bring us salvation. That's where our peace truly comes from. Uh, Then there's the the, this second um, this the second thing that that the um, this false promise. That, that the world sort of feeds us uh, about peace is that uh, it's, it's the pursuit of pleasure and entertainment. Or, or um, I kind of look at this as, as even just pursuing an opportunity to shut down or, or relax. In our culture, pleasure and entertainment are often seen as gateways to peace. If I could just be entertained, then I could find peace. People indulge in various forms of entertainment, seeking a a momentary escape from the challenges of life. But this pursuit of pleasure, this pursuit of entertainment, often also leads to feeling empty, a void. It fails to address the deeper spiritual needs that underlie this longing in our hearts for peace. We're going to be all over the place in the, in the coming days and, and weeks with holiday parties and Christmas celebrations. And amidst these holiday festivities, pleasure and entertainment can become alluring distractions. It's almost like they whisper, I'll bring you peace. And while moments of joy and celebration are essential, the peace that Jesus offers goes far beyond the fleeting happiness of the season. As we partake in these festivities, really my hope for us is that we would anchor our hearts in the everlasting joy that's found in celebrating the birth of Jesus. It's, it's his birth his entrance into the world, the, the celebration that, that God 
became flesh and dwelt among us. That's what we celebrate this season. Finally, there's the, the pursuit of human relationships. Now, don't get me wrong. Human relationships are good. You should want to have human relationships. But the reality is that no human relationship can replace the peace that is ours in Christ. These relationships are, are another avenue that many explore in pursuit of peace, trying to, trying to fill the void in their heart with another human reaction. And meaningful connections with others can indeed bring comfort and joy. You need other people in your life. But relying solely on human relationships for lasting peace, that's a, a precarious endeavor. I told you I've been married for 20 plus years. There's a, there's a person that I go home to every night and, and my expectation is that when I'm down, she'll give me comfort and, and when she's going through things, I'll be there to support her. We need human interaction in our lives. But when, when we rely solely on that human interaction for peace, that interaction falls short. Because people are fallible. People make mistakes and people will let you down. Relationships can be fragile, leaving us vulnerable to disappointment and heartache. This time of year, this Christmas time is a time for family and friends. It's a season to, to cherish the warmth of human relationships. But in reality, the ultimate source of peace is not found in those bonds of human connection, but it's in our connection to the Prince of Peace, Jesus, born in Bethlehem. He is the tie that binds us to God and to one another. It's almost as though this season is a reminder for us to pursue a deeper, richer, more meaningful relationship with him above all else. See, the Christmas story is a testament to the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. A child born in Bethlehem, the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Listen to what Isaiah says in, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. This is the, the prophecy that was written hundreds of years before Jesus made his entrance in Bethlehem. Isaiah writes, for to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I refer back to this prophecy as we talk about this idea of, of finding peace amidst the holidays because Isaiah specifically refers to Jesus, the one who would come as the Messiah, as the Prince of Peace. This season, I, I hope that each of us will take some time to reflect on the significance of the, the baby in the manger who came to reconcile us to God and bring us peace, bring peace to our restless hearts. Jesus himself gives us an invitation to peace, an invitation to find rest. In the, in the midst of all the holiday preparations, Jesus extends to you this timeless invitation. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, beginning in verse 28. He says, come to me, 
all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I'm going to stop right there for just a moment. Because it's the the middle end of December, we're, we're talking uh, specifically about Christmas, but, but this idea of coming to Jesus for rest isn't just about during the holidays or, or, or uh, as we approach Christmas. This is what Jesus desires for you all the time. That you wouldn't pursue peace in accumulation, you wouldn't pursue peace in entertainment. You wouldn't pursue peace in, in relationships with other people. But that you would find your rest in him. That you would find your peace in him. He says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When he talks about a, a yoke and a burden, he, he's talking about carrying things. The, the, the equipment that a, um, an, an ox or a, a mule would, would drag around to, to plow a field or to pull a cart is a, is, is a yoke. And it can be very heavy for us to, to carry our burdens around, to drag our burdens with us. For some of us, that burden is this desperate wish for peace in our life. We've talked about finding hope and, and joy. But where do you find peace? Does that weigh you down, your, your pursuit for peace, your desire for rest? Jesus has come to me. I'll give you rest. I'll take that weight off of your shoulders and let you carry my burden, which is light. As we navigate the busyness of Christmas, what if, what if we took this to heart? Jesus' invitation to come to him for rest. Peace is not going to be found in all the busyness of the holiday season, but instead it's in the simplicity of his love for us. And if we will, there's a chance that we may understand what the Apostle Paul calls the peace that surpasses understanding. Listen to what Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4. And when we think about the, the, the chaos of, of planning family meals and gatherings and, and um, school parties and, and work festivities and, and all of the ways that we celebrate together as people over this holiday season. Amidst the chaos of planning, the Apostle's Paul, Apostle Paul's words resonate. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What is it? The peace of God will do what? Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And just as I talk about the, the, 
the chaos of, of planning for, for meals and gatherings, I realize that there are also some who, who struggle this time of year because there's no one to gather with. There's no party to attend. And rather than the, the anxiety of planning for much, there's the, the distress of being alone. And when you are burdened by the weight of your loneliness, Jesus says, come to me. I'll carry that burden and I will give you rest. This Christmas, what if we could surrender our anxieties in prayer and embrace the peace that passes understanding? Do you know what we would find? We would find ourselves trusting in God's sovereignty. See, the, the, the Christmas story is, is really a testament to God's sovereignty. It's a testament that, that points to the fact that God is in control of all things. That he has been the author from the very beginning. He's continuing to write this story that we're living and just as, as Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem may have seemed uncertain, God's plan unfolded perfectly. This season is, is really an opportunity for us to trust in the sovereignty of God, to trust in his control of all things, recognizing that even in the chaos, he is with us. And not only is he with us, but he cares for each one of us. He cares what's going on in your life. He cares what's going on in your family, with your loved ones who are hurting and struggling. God cares about what's going on. Certainly, we live in a fallen world where, where there is death and decay and destruction and sickness and injury. But God, your Father, cares. God, your Father, is the source of love and joy and hope and especially peace. And you might think, sure, Joseph, that all sounds nice. That all sounds pretty. Why don't you just, you know, wrap up your, your, your Norman Rockwell Christmas with a, with a pretty bow. So what about when things don't go as I planned them? When things don't usher me into a season of peace. Well, the reality is the Christmas season seems to amplify or, or magnify the barriers to experiencing God's peace. So what are some of those barriers? One, for us, there's a barrier to us experiencing God's peace that is a lack of surrender. One of the primary barriers to experiencing God's peace is God's peace is our reluctance to surrender control of our lives to him. We cling to our plans and our desires and our fears, failing to release them to the hands of our loving and capable Heavenly Father. Surrender is not a sign of weakness, but it's an acknowledgement of our dependence upon God. 
especially at this time of year as we prepare for Christmas, the call to surrender becomes even more profound. Just as Mary surrendered to God's plan, we need to surrender our holiday expectations, our anxieties, the plans that we have. We need to surrender to the one who holds the universe in his hands. Surrender what we expect. Surrender what, what we hope to accomplish or hope to receive or, or even the things that are, are going on in the lives of others that we can't control. Surrender to the Father. The other barrier to us experiencing uh, God's peace is, is unconfessed sin. Unconfessed sin can hinder our experience of God's peace. In Psalm 51, David, after, after his repentance, David cries out to God saying, beginning in verse 10, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Listen. Confession and repentance pave the way for the restoration of our peace with God. If you're, if you're struggling to find peace, if, if you're struggling to, to feel like you have any sort of connection or communion with God, I'm not pointing a finger at you and telling you that this is true, but maybe, just maybe, there's something in your life that is, that is acting as a barrier between you and the peace of God, and that is your unconfessed sin. Listen, he knows about it. He knows what is going on in your life, what you have done or said, or, or whatever way it is that you've fallen short of what he expects of you. It's true. Confession is good for the soul. When you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And when we confess our sin, it paves the way for us to be restored to peace with God. The, the birth of Jesus heralds a message of forgiveness and redemption. And this Christmas could be about the opportunity to confess our sins, remembering that the baby in the manger came to bring reconciliation between God and us. The third barrier to, to us experiencing peace with God is, is simply worry and anxiety. We talked a few moments ago about, about bringing that burden to Jesus. Worry and anxieties are, are common adversaries to peace, robbing us of the joy that God intends for his children. Again, Paul writes, I read before in Philippians chapter 4, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The, the rush of, of holiday preparations and, and worry and anxiety and loneliness and, and the, 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 the feelings that come from uncertainty can threaten our peace. Yet the birth of Jesus reminds us that God is with us, Emmanuel. As we face the, the season, I hope we can find solace in the presence of our Savior. If nothing else, 
I hope that this Christmas season can be about cultivating a lifestyle of peace. Cultivating a lifestyle of peace that lasts beyond the holidays. So how do we do that? First, by prayer and meditation. Uh, amidst all of the, the, the carols and, the, and the, the festivities, I want to encourage you to find a way to engage in prayer and meditation. The nativity scene invites us to ponder the profound truths of God's love and grace and, and, and creating just the symphony of peace in our hearts. I, I don't know what your Christmas decorations look like. I, I, I enjoy um, holiday light displays, and I'm no Clark W. Griswold, but I, I like my Christmas lights, and, and now that we have a younger child in the house, and uh, what, what I don't even know where I was going with that, but we have some inflatable stuff in our front yard, a, a snowman and a penguin, and, and some snowflakes and some nutcrackers, and, and we're decorated. But in our foyer, there is a, uh, a, a hand-carved nativity scene. And every time I walk past that, it reminds me. Outside of all the, the, the lights and the, and the trees and the presents and, and the snowmen and, and all, this is the reason that we celebrate. This is the reason for the season, the, the nativity, the birth of Jesus. And that scene reminds me of God's incredible love, of his incredible gift. And it causes me to, to cultivate a lifestyle of peace. And in order to do that, we need to prioritize prayer and meditation on God's word. Prayer is our direct line of communication with the Prince of Peace. And when we meditate on scripture, we immerse ourselves in the truths that anchor our soul. Another way to, to, to develop um, this, this um, lifestyle, cultivating a lifestyle of peace is gratitude. If you've heard me teach before, you, you know gratitude is, is something that uh, is near and dear to my heart. In fact, the, the Wi-Fi password at my house is gratitude with a capital G. This Christmas season calls us to reflect on the greatest gift, the, the gift of Jesus. So my encouragement to you is to let gratitude fill your heart, shifting our focus from the material to the eternal and cultivating a spirit of contentment. A heart that is filled with gratitude is a heart at peace. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, Paul encourages us by saying, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The third way to, to, to cultivate um, a lifestyle of peace is by serving others. In the spirit of giving, remember that true joy is found in selfless service. As we celebrate the birth of the ultimate servant, may our lives reflect his love through acts of kindness and generosity. You can look around the, the room that we're in today and see uh, the gifts that have been uh, assembled to, to distribute to those families that we'll partner with through Hope Match. And each of those stacks of, of boxes and toys represents kindness and generosity of the families who partner with Hope Match to, to love on and contribute to the Christmas celebration of families in need. That's serving. 
Jesus exemplified for us a life of service. And in doing so, he showed us how to find fulfillment and peace. Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 20, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. By following his example and, and serving others, we participate in the transformative work of God's love. And, and we get to experience the peace that comes from a life lived in alignment with his, pur- with his purpose. As we wrap up this Christmas, as we exchange gifts with one another and, and with loved, loved ones, I, I hope that we will not lose sight of the greatest gift. the the gift of true peace that is found in Jesus. In the midst of the world's false promises of peace, may we anchor our hearts to the Prince of Peace who, who came to bring rest to our weary souls. As we navigate this Christmas season, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ permeate every aspect of our lives, bringing a peace that surpasses understanding. May this Christmas be a a time of reflection and surrender and celebration of the one who is our peace, both in this season and for all eternity. In a world of hustle and bustle, we often find ourselves yearning for a sense of peace that, that seems elusive. So again, if you don't remember anything else I say today, I hope you remember this. If he is not our peace, then we'll never know rest. Let's pray together. God, thank you for this season, for the time of year that we celebrate the birth of Jesus and and reflect on your goodness and your grace. And we consider the the moment that, that you stepped into our existence that you became flesh and made your dwelling among us. God, I pray that that as we plan and and as we um, just go through the, the, the steps of the holiday season, that we wouldn't miss the peace that you have for us. We wouldn't miss your incredible love We wouldn't be enamored or or taken off track by the the things that the world tries to tell us will bring peace, but instead that we would bring our burdens to you, that we would seek you and certainly find you, that we would anchor our souls to the Prince of Peace, that that might be what sets this holiday season apart for us. Thanks for loving us and sending your son, Jesus, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining us this morning. I I hope that as we talk about uh, anchoring our hearts to the Prince of Peace, that you're able to walk away with something today that that you can, a, a step you can take toward finding peace amidst the the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. Um, 
please be sure to, to like and subscribe to our channel so that you can see updates of when messages are posted. We'd love for you to support the ministries of Next Level Church by giving, and you can click on the button right there on your screen. This morning as we close, I want to read over you by way of benediction. May the joy of the angels, the humility of the shepherds, the determination of the wise men, and the love of the Christ child fill your hearts with a peace that transcends all understanding. Merry Christmas, and may the peace that you find in Christ reign in your hearts now and always.